Hey, you're listening to Podcast Rewind with Erica Jarvis and Amy Randolph. This is the podcast about all of the podcasts that we just can't stop listening to. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 18 of Podcast Rewind. I'm one half of your host, Erica Jarvis, and with me as always to talk about all of the podcasts we can't stop talking about is my best friend and And co-host, Amy Randolph. That would be me. Um, Hey, you guys, you can follow us along on social media. Don't forget at PodcastRWD on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Also me at I'm Amy Randolph on Insta and Twitter. Yeah, you can always find me at Erica Jarvis, Instagram, Twitter. If you are interested in reading about my blog, it's MyRevampedLife.com. Haven't done much in the past couple of weeks, but I did do a playlist for Valentine's Day. Yeah, you absolutely did. And yeah. you have some stuff in the works. I do. I and if you haven't read her Sunny about a piece yet, you definitely need to go back and check that one out. Yeah, she was an awesome, awesome mm-hmm. local mommy blogger who was on the news. We're both from Pittsburgh. It was really fun to talk to her. Awesome. All right, well, this is Podcast Rewind. Yes. Um, like we said, the podcast about all of the podcasts we can't stop listening to. Um, we listened to podcasts this week. Man, I had to podcast cram today because <laughs> I have been away on business the second half of the week. So um, I thought I would have plenty of time to listen in my travels, but turns out I was busy. So. Isn't that always the case when you're on a business trip? You're like, yeah. oh, I can do all these things. And then all of a sudden you're so back to your hotel room and it's like 930. You're like, I'm ordering a turkey club and some beers and watching TV before I have to get back into work the next day. Well, speaking of beer, <laughs> I didn't even have enough time for that really I was like oh, damn it I gotta go to bed <laughs> but today it's Sunday it's podcast day and we are having a beverage we so are cheers to our drink of the week mm-hmm. big gulp this is a Sam Adams you said and kind of a new one it's a new, yeah I had not seen it before on the shelf and I had a coupon today Oops. at the Publix it's Sam 76 okay so it's it's basically a cross between a Pilsner and a lager. It's slash, a super light beer. It's not yeah. what you expect from Sam. But it's also not a Bud Light. No. Like, it's not piss beer. Um, they're calling it a craft. I could I could kind of see that. Sure. But, yeah, it's... Whatever sells. Yeah. Well, we're, I like trying new things. Yes. So, speaking of beer, do you want to go into our obsessions of the week? Yeah. What are you obsessed with? Um, I don't have anything major. It's been a crazy work week just running around, but I will say... Now that it is officially Sunday, February 18th, I'm kind of happy Valentine's Day is over. If oh, I saw one more post about somebody being like, I married my best friend. Fuck you. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day to my forever Valentine. It's like, yeah, we get it. You're in love. Leave yeah. me alone. But I'm also not into Valentine's Day. I'm not either. And I, I didn't argue. I, I was away. I was in New York on mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. and wound up having dinner with two awesome ladies. Yeah. So, you know, those girls were like, Galentine's, Galentine's. <laughs> and I was like, don't be shitty and be like, come in <laughs> But it, we did have a really good ladies' Valentine's Day. So nice. that was nice. But, yeah, let's I'll see you next year. Valentine's yeah, Day. Exactly. Fairly well. I did my Valentine's Day at, like, a local um, production company here. We were going to see some stuff for work, like manufacturing. And I was just like, happy Valentine's Day to me. Me and, like, these, like, eight dudes <laughs> like manufacturing stuff I was like I can go home now <laughs> yeah I just can I just go home to where there's no flowers or chocolate waiting for me but there my is television at like nine o'clock at night was like I love you I was like can't think that I love you oh, too yeah. my, actually you know what my mom did something cool this year she usually sends a little gift or something uh-huh. like a Starbucks card for Valentine's Day 
And a couple weeks ago, I got an email that she contributed to a charity in my name. It's my Valentine's present. So thanks, Mom. Oh, you know what? My aunt sent me a a Starbucks gift card in an email. And it was like, yeah, I did, actually, now that I think about it. Like, I woke up and I was like, oh, coffee on you, Sue. Thank you so much. Thanks, Aunt Sue. Nice. Um, All right, I'm obsessed this week Uh with being frugal and being adult. Uh Uh-huh. And grocery shopping with coupons. Oh, I love it. I used to be so good about it. Uh Uh-huh. I had, like, the Sunday subscription to the paper every Sunday morning while I watched my Sunday shows. I would get out my little scissors, and I had, like, a fold-out book that I had all labeled, like, produce, snacks, breakfast, meat, so that, you know, I would, like, organize Uh my coupons and, like, front to back from what was expiring. Like, I was was not an extreme couponer. I wasn't one of those people that could go to the store and get out of there for, like, two pennies. Uh Uh-huh. But um, I enjoyed – I've always, you know, liked to be frugal. And lately, I just – frankly, haven't been grocery shopping all that much. I've been kind of a a shit and been, like (laughs) – Eating out all of my lunches at work yeah. and at home I come home and I don't make anything and like cheese and crackers will do. Yep. And so it's time to be a little bit more adult. Maybe I'm doing my New Year's resolutions a little late, but it's okay. better late than never. But today I got, I went to Publix. I did online like digital coupons at oh, Publix I love before that. I went yeah. there. And then this app that's been on my phone forever, and I know my mom uses it and I've used it before. But this app called Ibotta, mm-hmm. where you go in and you you pick your you like you select your coupons before you go, and then you don't actually get the money off at the register. You get home and you tell it everything that you bought that you pre-selected, yeah, and then you like photocopy your receipt okay. and, uh, through the app. You can yeah, take pictures on the app and send it to them. Girl, I got eight bucks back. That's awesome. And I didn't. Here's the trick with coupons too: is I used to coupon a lot, and I would buy shit that I didn't need because I'm like, look, it's a great deal. Yeah. Um, and I didn't do any of that. I got everything that was on my list, a couple things more because I just saw them and they looked good. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just adulting, eating healthier and saving money. What's to lose? Yeah, that's awesome. You know, we were talking about it last night. I was saying I was at CVS and I was getting like two items and one was like $7 and the other one was 15 And through the CVS app, I got $8 off. So the one item Hell was yeah. free. Free. Perfect. I, and you also bought kombucha today, which makes me I, super yeah, happy because I am um, weirdly hippy-dippy sometimes, and kombucha is one of those things. You, Yeah, you've got a couple things. <laughs> you've got a couple tree-hugging um, <laughs> habits, but I think I'm going to jump on board this kombucha one with you. Awesome. I'm super excited. Well, you know what I hope people got on board with? What? Is us on Patreon. Yes, you guys. We are looking for some Patreon sponsors So we put out a little mini episode uh, last week because we did get accepted uh, to the Patreon content world. Yeah. So now you can go on there and support our shows. And if you've heard a drunk episode or if you've heard one of our unpacks before, now you're going to be able to find all of those, but over at Patreon. You won't be finding them in your regular players anymore. So come over there and support us. We've got some levels. You remind me. You, you do it So, better. yeah. So, we did um, a couple of different ways that you can, you know, be part of our Patreon club. So, um, level one is, like, an intro rewinder. So, a dollar right. per episode, and you'll get access to all that content. It's kind of unlocked for you. Level two is a, a kinder, kinder rewinder. Rewind. So, it's... Three dollars? Two dollars. Two dollars. Two dollars an episode. Two dollars an episode. And what we'll do is actually call you out on the show. And we'll kind of say, like, hey, thanks to our Patreon, like, you know, podcast buds. Yeah. We'll call you out. You're and so you get to hear your name. An honorary best friend of the podcast. Absolutely. Right. Um, and, and then, then the last for one. the big boys, a five dollar per episode, you become a professional rewinder. If you've got a business, 
Um, if you're a realtor, hint, hint. <laughs> if you have an Instagram that you want people to follow, let us know whatever it is. We'll plug you. Exactly. Um, and we will be calling you out those those um, kind of rewinder and professional rewinder levels. We will call you out on all of our episodes, including Absolutely. our free episodes. Um, because, again, our free episodes every Sunday, our regular shows, are going to remain free. Of um, course. But those special drunk episodes, unpacks, you name it, um, You'll find those over at Patreon. So come along with us. Yeah. We would really appreciate your support. Yeah, that would be the best. And we cannot wait to talk about you on our podcast along with other podcasts. So do you want to dive deep into this, Amy? That's what we're here to do, we right? Are. Talk Absolutely. About podcasts. So we're going to change things up, you yeah. guys. We're going to keep this format fresh this week. And we're going to do pop-ups up front. Yeah. Uh, and we got a special surprise for you later. Exactly. So I'm going to kick it off. Sure. And I am going to tell you about a podcast today that I listened to. Uh-huh. Girl, I was bamboozled into what? listening to a love podcast. <laughs> and I'm how mad about it. How are you bamboozled by this? I need to understand I got more. bamboozled because I, you know how sometimes podcasts will put up little mini episodes um, recommending other podcasts that are just yes. starting that are new? So the criminal podcast that I have on my list, I don't listen to it that frequently, but you know I keep an eyeball and and if the title or the you know anyway yeah so they put out a little mini episode like check out this new podcast called This Is Love, and so immediately because a true crime podcast recommended it, I'm thinking it's true crime yeah, and I read the little description and it was back in like mid January oh, okay. that I signed up for it and downloaded it and they only had like their little five minute intro uh-huh. which I never listened to because yeah, I never got time to uh, but the description was like stories of crazy love and obsession and oh, loss yes. so I'm thinking it's like you know like Jody Arias type of stories yes. that you know people are in love and they do something fucking crazy uh-huh. and this podcast this is love well they finally dropped their first full episode on Valentine's Day of course uh, so Today, when I was podcast cramming, I was like, sweet, it's 30 minutes, let me get into this. Yes. So I'm all excited, right? <clears throat> so the story starts off, and it's this host, her name is Paige something or other, and she's talking to, like, the main subject of the story. His name is David Alexander. Okay. And back in the late 70s, I think 78, he has this meet cute in Central Park with a woman named Jessie. He lived I'd in... Die for a meet cute. Right? He lived in Brooklyn, and he decided he wanted to go for a jog in Central Park, so he takes himself down there... And he had a fairly large key ring, evidently. He had lots of keys to stuff, whatever he did, and didn't want to run and jangle his keys <laughs> and yeah. saw this really beautiful woman sitting on a blanket reading the Sunday Times uh-huh. and walks over to her, this is the 70s, and says, ma'am, will you hold my keys? I'm going for a run. And she says, yes. And so uh, then he comes back to collect his keys um, and... For something and like, here it is. There she's in his apartment. She's like, you know, okay, okay. We're early in the story. No, no. He she's comes back. She's still there with his keys. And he asked her out on their first date to the ballet. What? To the ballet. He took her to the Joffrey Ballet on their first date. And I'm like, Setting yeah. The bar high. Here we go. Someone's about to go crazy. Here we go. No, no. Fell no in love. I fucking fell in love. <laughs> they got married. He moved her. They were both in New York. Um, and she had very well-to-do uppity parents and kind of wanted to get away from that. So they moved up to San Francisco. They start back in the early 80s. They started a lasagna food truck. Yeah. Okay. Innovators, right? Anyway, they go on. They live in India for a while. They finally <laughs> settle in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, have two children. And then she gets breast cancer and dies. <laughs> 
give a girl a heads up. I was drinking water. <laughs> okay, that's not funny. It's not funny, but like I said, this whole way through, I'm like, when's somebody going to start stabbing somebody? <laughs> Remind me, what did you say the podcast was called? It's called This Is Love. Oh, okay. So anyway, I bring it up because it might be one that you like. So yes. every week, love stories. Okay. Evidently legitimate ones, no stabbing. <laughs> so I think that one is for you, but... I was, as I say, bamboozled. You were super listening. bamboozled. My apologies. <laughs> you so, listened to a beautiful love story. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Sorry for you. What do you got? That's really funny because um, I was thinking about you this week when I was listening to The Morning Breath. So I've talked about them before. Mm-hmm. It's a YouTube, Facebook Live morning show with um, Jackie and Claudia Oshry. And it also them like at 11.30 or 12.30, they put out the podcast version. And so I was listening to it this week because um, the one sister, Claudia, was out of town. So Jackie on internet, like on Twitter, was like, who knows somebody that can co-host with me? Fun. And then people were throwing out all these different names that I saw on Twitter. So when I listened on Thursday, I was like, all right, who did she get? She got Darren Karp. Who, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I know her. You know her. And so um, for those who don't, she is actually the basically executive personal assistant to Andy Cohen. Mm-hmm. And which co-host. has then parlayed into some yes. sweet-ass gigs. Yep, she's and co-host of Martinis, Martinis and Murder, Murder, which I've talked about on the show before. Yeah, so it's an oxygen podcast, mm-hmm. and they talk about those murders and have a specific martini that goes along with those murders. Yeah, themed, and the themed, themed martinis. martinis. Exactly. Gross. Um, but so, they, like I said, she was on for that show, and it was really pretty funny because the girl Jackie was like, so your boss is like Andy Cohen. Does he know about us? <laughs> <laughs> Can we she, be on Watch What Happens Live? Basically, basically and she yeah. was saying, like, you know, we've done – you know, stories here before where we kind of like are interviewing somebody. So like they were interviewing Steven from Summer House. And then oh, like the him. next night on Watch What Happens Live, Andy Cohen was talking about like dish that he had heard about Steven on a podcast. And Jackie oh, was like, that's yeah. us. Like, that was us. We why did you just say our name? Yeah. And so. Hi, Andy. Exactly. So it was just really interesting. There's a lot of long talks about like the housewives and what Darren knows about mm. Andy and the whole Bravo world. Yeah, and she what. Lie. Exactly. So I thought that was really cool and it made me think like, hey, if you like Darren from Martinis and Murder, go check out the Thursday episode of um, Morning Breath. February 15th. February 15th. Would have been yes. I know. I was trying to think. I, I saw your brain think, go. I, I don't want to think out. about Valentine's Day anymore. Nope. That was Wednesday. So it was the 15th. And so you can kind of get some inside dish about her, the podcast, Martinez yeah. and Murder, and more. So Darren's got a great voice, doesn't she? She really, really does. Yeah. She's, I saw, I've seen photos of her. She's also super gorgeous. Stunning. Yeah. So um, there's like a lot of fun chit chats about how she got with Andy. She mm-hmm. was a page at NBC, and then Andy needed somebody. And she's a lesbian. He's a gay man. It yeah. worked. She's so. been by his side for years now. Having read his books, yeah, I know that yeah, she's, she's all been over assistant it. through both of those books. Um, all right, do you want to switch gears a little bit? I've got another pop up. Okay, I listened to another podcast today, and it's one you have talked about on the show before. The podcast Lore. Yay, I yes. love Lore. So the subject of this, you're also going to be really excited about because we talked about this kind of fairly recently, and we couldn't wrap our minds around what the details were. Yeah. Uh, the story of Sarah Winchester, yes. who yes, <gasps> who has that big ass house. house in San Jose, California. Exactly, oh. and they just made a movie, yes. which I think we saw the preview. Yes. And you're like, "Is that that house with that woman?" And I'm like, "I with don't the know. rooms and the stairs." Yeah, it sounds familiar, things. but I'm not sure. Helen Mirren played her. They did a horror movie yes. version of this story, um, February second. Looked it up today. It came out okay. February second uh, with Helen Mirren. But okay, I have to go back and listen to this already. Here is the dish. So this lore episode yeah. takes you on. The deets. Uh-huh. Here's why. Here's why this happened. So, 1850s. Sarah 
her last name was something else, was born, um, grew up in New Haven, Boston mm-hmm. area, uh, had uh, parents who were social climbers. Okay. So they started pretty small, but they were climbing the ladder. Dad was making a lot of money. And she uh, meets, or no, I'm sorry, she was born in the late 30s. So in the 50s, she winds up marrying uh, the son of another family of socialites. And sorry, 1830s? 18, okay, mm-hmm. the 1800s. So in the 1850s, she got married uh, to William Winchester, who was the son of Oliver Winchester, who owned a firearms company. Well, in, the 18, in 1861, the Civil War breaks out. Yeah. And the firearms company is the first to come up with basically an automatic cartridge. So you don't have to um, put a bullet and pack the gunpowder into your rifle for every single shot. You can shoot up to 16 shots in a row. Mm. It's interesting given the current conversation in America. But let's not go there. Anyway, they make a lot of fucking money Uh off this gun and off subsequent versions of the gun. They re-release it every few years with new whiz bangs. So, um, William and Sarah, William's kind of working for his company, but Oliver, the father, is is the one with all of the money. But they're living very comfortably. Well, um, I think it was mid-1860s, she gives birth to their first daughter, uh, but unfortunately the baby passes at nine days old. Mm. And both parents are distraught and depressed over it for years, and they don't wind up having another child. They are so, so upset about the loss of their baby. And then a few years later, uh, Oliver, the father, passes away, which was also very traumatic for both of them, though it did give them an inheritance of about a half a billion dollars in today's money. So they have a whole lot of money. They're still sad about their baby. And a few years after that, William, her husband, dies of tuberculosis. Mm -hmm. So she has now lost the three people closest to her, basically, or three very traumatic losses over the span of... He said 15 years, which mm-hmm. seems short. It's quite a long time, 15 years. But if yeah. you never got over one, it feels like it's so compiled. And also back then, like, it's not like you were living to your 90 the way you are today. Exactly. Exactly. So she now has inherited all of her husband's money. So she, I think at this time, is the most wealthy woman in America. Yeah. Um, and she's still living in the Boston area and is just so depressed and feels cursed. Mm -hmm. She feels that she is cursed by spirits and that's why she can't have happiness in her life. So again, this is super interesting because again, it's the late 1800s. She visits a medium, a medium named Adam Coons, who I think now we'd kind of call him a psychic, but Uh he was a medium because he told her that he was going to, uh, you know, allow her to talk to her dead husband. Yeah. So whether or not he really connected with the dead husband She has a session with him where basically she feels like she's talked to her husband and her husband tells her, um, move west. You need to go west and listen for me. Keep going west until you hear me tell you to stop. (laughs) So she packs everything up. Red Rover, Red Red Rover. Exactly. She gets herself on a train and all her money and she travels west, west, west. I guess he told her to stop before she hit the ocean. Basically, it's right there. She stops in San Jose, California. Uh Uh-huh. And then she does hear from him again, and he tells her, she buys a house, an eight-room house at the time, Uh and he tells her, he comes to her again, and he tells her, you need to build this house big enough to capture all the spirits into it. Mm -hmm. So she hires construction, and she just starts building onto this house seven days a week, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. She has people in this house building, and she just builds rooms on top of rooms on top of rooms on top of rooms. 
staircases that go nowhere. nowhere. Um, and the number 13 is very prevalent. There were 13 bathrooms. Many oh. of the windows would have 13 panes. Mm. Um, lots of the staircases would have 13 steps. So she was very spiritual about it and yeah. very... Um, What's the word? Uh, superstitious. Yes. About it. And weird opposite things. Like sometimes there would be a tiny, a huge door and you'd open it up and it was just a closet. Or sometimes there would be a tiny door that you'd open up and there was a huge room behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were all these chimneys that weren't connected to fireplaces. Like I said, staircases that yeah. go nowhere. Just this crazy house. And she lives kind of basically in the center of it mm-hmm. and is insisting on this constant construction going up around it. In fact, in 19... So this construction goes on for 36 years, I think it was. Um, At one point in 1906, the big earthquake happened. Uh Uh-huh. And a huge... Like a third of the house collapsed. Wow. And she was stuck inside for several hours. And they finally rescued her. And she said, do nothing about that place of the house that collapsed. Just board it up. So it's just boarded up. You just don't go there anymore. Yeah, of course not. Um, They said the servants needed maps to get around because things were constantly changing. And you'll love this... It supposedly serves as the um, inspiration for Haunted Mansion at Disneyland yes. at Walt Disney World. I have heard that before. I did not know that. Now I want to get into the lore of that yeah. ride a little bit because I know there's a lot with uh, Walt Disney Imagineering yes. and the story and the dead bride and the old woman. Uh-huh. So like, I want to get back into that and check that out. But yes, so that's what happened. And she did die in that house. And... Um, and now it's it's a California landmark and a, it, a tourist attraction. It is. And I've gone – there's, like, a website, like, the WinchesterHouse.com or something like mm-hmm. that. And it is borderline angel fire. I mean, like, the little <laughs> the website. the website. It's, like, you know, black with, like, red weird font and, like, that little scrolly bar that, like, you know, is at the top. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, you know, yep. the buttons are obvious buttons. Like, nothing is, like, chic about the site. But, like, the house is just this beautiful Victorian home. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Um but yeah, for those who don't know, San Jose is, like, right south of San Francisco, just to give you an yeah. idea of where it is. But I definitely, like, looked it up and just, like, the whole concept of, like, just building and building and building to, like, satisfy these spirits. Yeah. And there is some extra lore that there are maybe spirits uh, trapped in there. There is a rumor that she had treasure somewhere yeah. in the house. That's been pretty much dispelled. Yeah. But lore remains about the house to this day. So it, it was only a 33-minute podcast, too. So go back and listen, you guys. It was yeah. Great. What episode? Um, it was number 79. It was called Locked Away. Locked Away. That's a great name. Wasn't it though? Yeah. Well, so speaking of love. Yes. Um, I have talked about it in the past, the 51 First Dates podcast. Yes. And oh, is there an update? What's yeah. So um, I listened the other day to episode 19. So as a reminder, on 51st Dates. We've got 51 first, 51 first dates. 50 first dates is an Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore. And which is why they're doing okay kind of okay, which is why they're doing 51 first dates. Right. So they don't get sued. <laughs> um, so Kimmy is the single one while her friend Eliza is in a relationship and kind of helps her pick people, set her up on dates, send her out. And so um, we catch up in episode 19 on she's on date 15. Okay. She doesn't talk about it too much in the very beginning because she has they have a special guest on. Ooh. So this week they had with them Lucy Fink. From Try Living with Lucy from Refinery29. Okay. So she's a video producer, and she's the one that's like, hey, here's five days of me waking up at 5 a.m. every I day. I must have seen her byline, and that's why that um, name is familiar, because I read a lot of Refinery29. Yeah, and so um, in the beginning, I wasn't a big fan of the whole, like, here's what I'm doing in five days. I'm like, you can't make uh, a habit yeah, stick so. in five days. But the more I've seen a lot just of like her videos. Five days, and here's what happened. happened. Exactly, <laughs> right? So um, I've actually dug more into, like, who she is, and it's basically, like, you know, if you want to try something but you're too scared to, like, let me just try it for you. You can see what it's like, and then you can decide if you want to do it. 
Okay. So it's not like trying to commit to something I for five days. Just a lot of the things that they picked, it was like, come on. Yeah. I thought my dad dressed me for five, five days, days. And here's, here's what, what happened. happened. Yeah, hers have started to get a lot more creative and mm-hmm. just ask people to like help her. Like she did two weeks of not washing her hair. No thanks. <laughs> no thank you. No poo. No poo. And so um, this episode is all about long distance. So they've got uh, Lucy Skyped in with them. And she's actually at her boyfriend's parents' house in the episode and kind of like in a closet, like Skyping with them and stuff. And she just talks about how she's been with her boyfriend for nine years. And I think maybe she's 24, 25. So she's young. And they've been together for basically their entire lives. Mm -hmm. But they grew up outside of New York. And he ended up going to college in Vermont. And she went to Johns Hopkins because she's clearly brilliant. (laughs) Um, And she originally went for like pre-med and then changed to like writing. But so she was in Baltimore and he was in Vermont, like how they made it work throughout college and how she said, like, you know, I don't have a lot of like first date horror stories because I started to date my boyfriend when I was so young because they were talking a lot about like, what is your worst first dates? And she's like, I don't. She's probably not had a legitimate first date. They probably were not like, in the sense that like you do as an at adult or rank. Exactly, it's a lot easier to date when you're in high school. I feel like yeah. Nowadays, it's like maybe at this bar. What do you look like? Exactly. Can you have a red There's rose a lot on of your lapel? With dating in your early thirties, <laughs> right? It's great. <laughs> um, but so she talks a lot about how, like, this is kind of all they ever really knew was their relationship. So when they were in college, guys would be like, don't you want to see what else is out there? And she's like, no, like, I like my boyfriend and I don't have a desire. So she was saying how she truly understood the whole concept of long distance, which is basically what this episode was really diving into. And so um, it was really interesting just to kind of hear her perspective as well as hearing a little bit about how she does, like, Refinery29 stuff. Mm-hmm. But she said the same thing that I've been thinking for a while. Okay, Kimmy's on date 15. Fif- date 15 of first dates. However, some of the dates have been good, and she's gone on to second and third dates. But this is guy number 15. That guy we're 15, of, then. So Guy 15, but some of the other, let's say guy 9, she's gone out with three times. Guy 6, uh-huh. she went out with two times. And so Lucy was like, kind of give me more info. And this is exactly what I wanted to hear. Uh-huh. So if she gets to date three with a guy, then she's open and honest. Okay. I kind of told you I was doing a podcast. Here's the real thing. Do you want to keep dating? I'm going to still be doing other first dates because it's really kind of my job. But she said, if I get to a point where it's probably love and maybe things are starting to go that way, I have to bounce out of the whole thing. Yeah. Podcast over. Not podcast over. Find a new single person and have them slide in and continue. So no one said the 51 first dates have to all be Kimmy. Yes, I guess not. Right? So, you know, formats can change. You can mix things up and keep it fresh. But then they were like, you know what would be really great? If she did fall in love. First of all, that'd be great. Yay yeah, you. Yeah, you, Kimmy. But bringing in a single guy. Ooh, And I hearing like it from that perspective. Yeah. So I almost was like, oh, fingers crossed you find love. <laughs> because I kind of really want to know from the guy's perspective how things would move forward. Right. And what their thoughts are. Because as a single woman, it's great to know the insight. Of a guy. Just to kind of like help you. Like, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? I mean, I was complaining the other day with some friends because some guy on Bumble, his profile was like, I don't think girls in bars understand how handsome my mom thinks that I am. And we matched. And so I was like, hey. It's kind of a cute line. It's a cute line. It's like, hey, happy to go to a bar and see how handsome your mom thinks you are. And he just wrote back like the okay emoji. And I like sat on that for like a day and I texted some friends. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? What does this? that mean? And I was like, is there a specific bar you think you look the most handsome in? Like, try, so try it again. Try it again. And he was like, I hope all of them. See you, dude. Okay. I'm not you. working this hard. <laughs> like, why is it this difficult? Yeah, you can play games. Oh like, my God. Text like, one. Jesus, you're not that good looking, man. <laughs> Calm down. Happy your mom likes you, but whew. Anyway, that's where the update is with 51 First Dates. And I'm definitely going to keep listening and keep popping back up. 
and we'll hear yeah. how Kimmy's doing, or maybe we'll have a new Kimmy. I, I do, and I was invested since, what was that, episode one that we talked about that? Yeah, and that's two? where I got the whole pizza or taco combo. Right, like, right. I've definitely been able to benefit from this podcast and hear how somebody else is nailing it or not nailing it in the big city <laughs> when it comes to dating. So, um, yeah, that was really cool. I liked it a lot. All right. Do you want to switch it up a little bit? Let's switch it up. So we talked about our new fresh format. Not always new and fresh. We're just trying something. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. So I heard a podcast the other day that I have been waiting on. Mm -hmm. So I saw one of those teasers. I saw on Instagram that this new podcast was coming and it has been bookmarked. Like, I'm so excited for this podcast. It dropped three episodes on Valentine's Day. And Mm -hmm. I have told, once you came home the other night, I was like, I need you to listen to this podcast because we have to talk about it. I've told you, I've shared it with a couple of girlfriends. I um, have like a bunch of like blogger girlfriends that I chat with all the time. I've told them about it. Like I can't shut up about Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. Yeah. So I I took direction and I did listen to the first episode. Have you listened to all three that are out? Uh, So I've listened to the first episode with Kristen Bell and I listened to the third episode with Ashton Kutcher. Okay. I did not listen to the middle episode with his co-star from Parenthood. Right. So I listened to the Kristen Bell one at your request and it was fantastic. I'm so excited right? to talk about it. And it was, and here's the thing that I've told a bunch of people, it's two hours. It does. It it's is. two hours, but it moves. But I had shit to do today that yes. was lending itself to podcast uh-huh. listening, and I was fantastically entertained. Right. My brain didn't wander. No. And in fact, there were times that I did not expect to be inspired by this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm getting like, chills, but I completely agree. I like, I think I'm going to live my life differently based on some of the shit that Kristen Bell, like, and knowledge Dax. that she just dropped. And him, too. Yeah. yeah. So so lay it out. You've got the notes in front I of you. I just some notes just because I wanted to kind of, yeah, which is totally good because I could do that anyway. But, um, so we kind of hear from Dax in the beginning, like, hey, <laughs> I did an interview with my wife. It should be the easiest thing in the entire world. We're married. She's an actress. I'm an actor. This is great. FYI, we fight for the first half of the podcast, and they do. You just hear typical, like, couple bickering and, like, that picking. Yeah. And it was They're not throwing anything, but it was, you know, anybody that's been in any sort of relationship and you're mad at somebody, but you Uh have to be in public. Uh And it's, you know, some couples just (laughs) flat out go there. And a couple (laughs) times they go there. Yeah. And then there's the, that, like, polite, like, tape glitch, like, mm-hmm, yes, I love you, darling. Keep, what? What do you want to say now? Why don't you go ahead and say what you want to say already? <laughs> yeah, like, she's kind of mad that she's got to be on the mic because she has things to do. She's got things to do. She wants to run to Michael's. She needs garland. Like, obviously, this is it. Christmas. <laughs> Christmas time. So you hear her being like, yeah, I'm going to get on the mic for you. But, like, I really need to go to Michael's, man. And, like, you're just stopping me from doing that. Can we hurry up? And he is poking at her. Yeah. And she's like, example number three of why you're annoying today. <laughs> I love you. I've chosen to love you, and I love you. Uh huh. But you're annoying me, and I—it's so relatable. And I you just click I it immediately, it. right? I know it's not what they wanted for. I saw what he wanted out of that interview, and it's certainly not how he wanted his first episode uh-huh. of the show to go. Because he even talks about how like he almost dumped it and never let anybody hear it. Yeah, but it was I, super endearing. Yeah, and so then they kind of go into like a background of how they met and how like the beginning of their relationship was, and a funny story about how she hadn't convinced that she had purchased boobs, <laughs> fake breasts. And obvious joke that he was like, oh, we're new in the relationship. But okay. you know, like, the way he explained it, it wasn't that yeah, obvious. Because, like, on their first date or whatever, they get, get into a hot tub. Yeah. Get it. Get and uh, he made it, you know, like, he did the guy thing. He looked at and she made a joke, like, you looking at my fake tits? And then she just made a couple other references <laughs> to, like, not having real boobs. 
until he finally, one day she was making fun of somebody else's fake boobs. And he's like, is this a trap? I don't get it. <laughs> and then she, and they had to be like, what? 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 You know, that moment where you come to realize the other person does not think what you think. Uh-huh. Um, and so she's like, I don't have fake boobs. I am an A cup. Like, why do you, why would you think? <laughs> Who would purchase this? Who would purchase this? I would have. And he's like, I don't know. Some girls do. I'm so confused. <laughs> and they're both like, you're an idiot. No, you're an idiot. I love it. He was like, when I realized that they were real, I was like, woohoo! Yeah, he was like, so they're excited great. now. They're real. Like, that was so funny. And, like, I really feel like they had to get through that story. Uh-huh. To lighten up. To lighten up and break their tension. Yeah, I agree. Because after that, I mean, they started talking some real world shit. Oh, my God. And so... It, the, the she was blowing my mind, but yeah. it was really interesting. First of all, for them to kind of lay out for us how opposite they are as people, yeah. Because I don't really see that. So everyone knows Dax Shepard and, and Kristen Bell. Anyone that's paid any attention to pop culture, to anything. They're hashtag couple goals. Uh, you know, everyone loves them on the red carpet. There are social media stories floating around all of the time, just mm-hmm. like this is the best relationship ever. Which. Be careful, y'all, because you guys broke up Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris doing that <laughs> shit. So, uh, but after listening to this, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard, they're going to make it. They're going to totally be fine. But um, you think they're kind of similar. You think they're both goofballs and uh-huh. lighthearted. And you come to really find out that she is um, book smart, but very, yeah. you know, very emotional. And he actually was so far behind in school. He was in special education, remedial yeah. education. And that's where his comedy kind of came out of. He was like, I need to be a class clown so I can't be made fun of for this Being stuff. dyslexic, yeah. And she didn't get into acting traditionally really either. She was a mimic. Mm-hmm. And um, and that I thought was really interesting when they were like, don't sit next to her in movies because she whispers she'll just like whisper, whisper like, all of the lines back to herself because she has to hear it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. She's like, it in my mouth. <laughs> but yeah, she didn't start understanding like acting and all of that stuff until she was like 13 or she so. She was into music. Yes. Right. And then Obviously. she finally correlated her mimicking and her music and going, oh, musical theater th- is uh-huh. a thing. Hmm, let me do they that. They never said it, but she went to NYU, didn't she? They did say it. They did they say did. it. Okay, I couldn't yeah. remember. Yeah. So, I mean, very difficult to get into NYU, period. Probably even more difficult to get into it from a musical theater perspective. Yeah. Well, I mean, you went to school for theater, so like, I'm I did. sure you have an understanding. I did. And NYU. they're from Detroit, so they're not too far away from you in well, Michigan. I was just going to say that's super interesting that they both grew up in Detroit and didn't know each other until yeah. later on and when they were both in L.A. And they are about five years apart, so it would be a little difficult to right. know somebody at like a rival high school who's older. Right. Oh, no. I, I wouldn't think. I mean, there's plenty of people that... It's just mm-hmm. interesting um, to, I agree. to meet up later and be uh-huh. like, oh, yeah, no, I know that town. I grew up there. Yeah. Um, cool bonding. Yeah. That's kind of like you and Beth. Like, you yeah. guys grew up like 45, 45 minutes, minutes away from one another and until but we yeah, all came down to Orlando, did you Both make? from small towns and, yeah, moving down here, I was like, um, I probably could have known you had yeah. certain circumstances been different. For sure. Um, but anyway, I what did they go into after the fake tits? Like, once they started getting along, where they, did they go? You know, um, I couldn't tell you the exact because it's a two-hour conversation, sure. but there is a lot of conversation that goes in through goes through Kristen's life motto. Yes. And how it is all about, like, happiness versus suffering. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was so amazing. And how she talked about, like, was. you know, because he even said, like, you have such amazing, just, like... Self-esteem. Self-esteem, thank you, because she can go up against her best friends for roles, and often does in the acting world, mm-hmm. and doesn't take herself down a peg when she doesn't get something. And she's like, yeah, she's like, but if I'm up against Emily Blunt, who I love, and she gets a role and I don't, what 
does it do need to be upset by it? Like, so do I pick happiness or do I pick suffering? Exactly. And she also said, it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. You know, Emily was the right one for the role. I'm not going to be mad at Emily. Mm -hmm. Emily is completely, Emily has nothing to do with me. Yeah. They went that way. She's going to be fine in it. Uh, Whatever. There'll be something else for me. It it did speak to me of very Uh high self-esteem and how much she loves herself and and how she can be in control of her own thoughts. She's like, well, I'm just not going to think about it. It brings me down. I'll choose happiness. And then I also loved that she was saying, like, she chooses the easiest slice of life. You know, she's going to take the easy path. Why make things hard? Why sit around and be upset? I could just not think about it and not worry about it and and get something else. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I think any actor would be like, Rejection doesn't take you down. Like, that's what you do as an actor is deal with rejection. Yeah. No, I agree. It's just, like she said, it's always about promoting happiness and reducing suffering. Mm -hmm. And kind of talked about how she didn't even really realize that it kind of was like a Buddhist way of living. Yeah. And just, like, all about, like, we are all one. Not to get hippy-dippy, but, like, the thought is, like, you are me and I am you. So, like, why wouldn't I be happy for you? Your happiness can promote my happiness. Like, it's just this huge circle yeah. And then she talked about, like, being an empath and all that kind of stuff, how uh-huh. it really can just, like, relate back into that. Like, I can feel your feelings, so I want you to feel happy, so I feel happy. And, you know. Yeah, and they had an interesting conversation that uh, I relate to actors a lot about, you know, doing stuff for others is it actually more selfish than you think. Because yes. uh, she was like, I do things for others because it makes me very happy. I do a lot of charity work. Mm-hmm. And she talked a lot about uh, this charity that she works with that I think she works pretty hands-on with where she moves homeless families into yeah. homes from halfway houses from amazing. homeless to halfway like houses to homes and how she's like I get that it's good for them but it makes me so happy that I'm not actually sure it's it's a good thing for the world it's just what I really love to yeah. do um, and then she talks about in that vein she talks about how she's a secret socialist I love the way she said that yes she was like it's really unfair that I make the amount of money that I make and that other Agreed. people don't well yeah <laughs> Um, and, and he was like, no, you're talented and you're amazing and you work Uh hard. She's like, shut up. No, just what I'm saying is like, I have so much money and other people don't have enough and that's unfair and I need to do something about it. Mm -hmm. She's like, what I do have is time and I need to choose. And she, she doesn't sound like she was talking herself into it. She just does live this way of, I choose to spend my time doing good for other people. And meanwhile, I'm on a walk in like. Walking around and just like God, I'm a I am a piece of shit, shit. and I and I know that she's trying to tell me like don't spend the the time like putting yourself down. Uh-huh. But for somebody that is more introverted and more on the nurse, uh, um, like kind of jaded side of yeah. life, I was partially listening to it. Like, what is this a fucking self help book? <laughs> like, I didn't know I was getting into this, but it did seep in. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the fact that she said, you know, if you know your friend is moving. Even if they don't ask you, you should, like, you know, hey, I know you're moving on Saturday. Can I help you? She's like, don't think about, like, you're helping that person, but you're also, like, I get to spend time with somebody today. And Mm -hmm. just kind of, like, switching your brain because, like, we always joke, like, I saw from, like, How I Met Your Mother. They were like, you know, never ask your friends to help you move. Never ask to crash on someone's house and never ask for a ride to the airport. Get a taxi, (laughs) you know, hire movers and get a hotel room. Like, you're an adult. Yeah. And so, like, you know, we joke, like, if you're helping somebody move, like, oh, is there pizza and beer in it? But then, like, the way she said it is, like, what's in it is that you get to spend time with somebody and you've helped them and you've done good. And it's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. The pizza and beers is a bonus. Oh, shit. Am I a bad right, person? Kristen. Exactly. And that whole conversation about that selflessness and, you know, Dax definitely came at it from the same perspective, but also 
there's no truth true selfless selfless act. Right. It's impossible because it, if it makes you feel good, it's not. It's not, and not entirely selfless. Exactly. Anymore. And so it's interesting. Like you know, there are a couple they've been together for like ten years or so. They're married. They have children, and they're still having these big ticket conversations. And it did almost feel yeah. sometimes that it was new and fresh for them to be kind of talking this way. Because, like, how do you tell your husband, like, oh, my life motto is happiness versus suffering? Mm-hmm. Maybe that does come up. But this felt like a deep dive that it he was did. really understanding a lot of things. And, like, you could almost hear him falling even more in love with her. Yeah, I which think was, so. Oh. But also, amazingly, they were really open about uh, the struggles they face in their marriage. And, yeah. You know, Dax was talking about how he feels pressure mm-hmm. and feels, you know, sometimes that there is too much attention in the public eye on their relationship. And, yeah. you know, people always calling them couple goals, like I mentioned earlier, um, that, I, you know, I wish they wouldn't do that. They don't realize that we struggle. We fight. We've been in couples therapy since before we were married. Yeah. And her point I really loved is she was Same. saying, no, Dax, it just was, she's like, don't think of it as they're putting us on a pedestal. Think of it as... It's probably probably primarily women that look at us and go, it exists, it is up there, it is possible to be madly in love with your significant other and sustain that madly in love feeling for yeah. years. And I liked how she was like, I think that us being honest about, you know, going to therapy and these things that we do bicker and we are open and honest about all of that is, that is true goals. Like, I, if you don't hear about anything and everything looks picture perfect, it's crumbling in the background, you have no idea, but like you see people working at it and they always say, you know, Got to work at it. They were really open about how much work their marriage is, but they both committed to do it, so they're doing it. And she said a thing that I love that I've I've heard on Dr. Phil before, but she goes, I wake up every day and I make a choice to love you. Yes. And there are days I can't fucking stand you, but I have chosen to love you, and tomorrow I'll choose again to love you, and Uh that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. It was just- Loved it. It was so mature, and I do think that, like, it's not like, oh, they're perfect on the carpet, and, you know, he got her a sloth for her birthday, and things like that, that make them couple goals AF. It's because they say, yeah, we fight, and we go to therapy, and we make it work, and we do all of these things, and I'm just like you. I just make movies for a living, you Mm -hmm. know? It's, yeah, it's out there and exists, and it's also like, wow, we also found a man that wants to do that. Because therapy and couples therapy and stuff like that is not always the most masculine thing to do. Yeah. You know, and you've got this really funny, good-looking guy that, you know, does motorcycles and is pretty masculine. Yeah. Beats people up on the street. That's a great story. Great story. I'll save it for the podcast. Go oh, listen to the story. There are some fantastic little moments. But um, you're just like, oh, okay, well, this guy loves you so much, he's going to do all of this stuff to make it work. And then they talk about what I love so much is comparison fatigue. Uh, yes, you're just comparing yourself to people on the internet constantly and Dax says something that honestly my friend and I we were texting back and forth I'm like this is the greatest thing I've ever heard and I asked why I had to write it down when I compare myself to others I always end up feeling bad but when I compare myself to the previous version of myself I feel really fucking good yes I did and love that, that was line just too. like that's what holy that's shit yes because like Kristen says I choose that my Instagram is going to be happy and funny and so I'm going to always project that on my Instagram it's not going to be this perfectly filtered life like we're going to be raw and real and she goes on to say like Jason Bateman says that there's nothing funny about perfection Mm -hmm. and it's just like yeah it's not funny but she wants to be funny so here's my real life like all of that was just a great conversation yeah and also on the comparison fatigue point they were talking about how yeah just oh my god I'm going to be using that in so many sentences talking about my emotional intelligence and comparison (laughs) Comparison fatigue. fatigue um 
uh, really struck with me and sat with me and made me think when they started talking about how humans, we've, you know, Homo sapiens, I think, got yes. said, have been on the earth now 175,000 years. Uh-huh. And up until pretty recently, you lived in tribes. Yeah, so about like 200 people. 200 people. So everyone is the best at something. Yes. Somebody is the best baker. Somebody uh-huh. is the best hunter. Somebody is the fastest runner. Everyone has a okay. thing. And now we live in these mass communities that are even larger than we, whom we actually live with because of social media. Yeah. And no matter how great you are at something, go to the Olympics, there's somebody better somebody than you. Better. And how the comparison fatigue is more real now than it ever was. Yeah. And he asked her this question that struck her and struck me. He said, Kristen, you know, the levels of, especially in teenagers and young adults, depression and anxiety yeah. is higher than it's ever been. Do you think you and I are partly to blame for that? I thought that was... Because we're out there, we're uh-huh. gorgeous, we have lots of money, we're hashtag couple yep. goals, look at our social media, everything is perfect, yeah. and, and the media is telling everyone how perfect and great we are, it's are like, we part of the problem? And yeah. she went, oh, oh uh, uh-huh. I, I certainly hope not. <laughs> and yeah. she had to stop and think about it, and she goes, well, you know, I, I'm allowed to have a couple of pretty pictures of me on my Instagram. Yeah. She's like, I'm allowed to do that. And she goes, look, it takes 40 people to get me ready for that red carpet. Yep. Let's not forget that. She goes, I also have the the makeup-free, silly me moments on there. Um, but that it led to some really interesting conversation, uh, you know, with the comparison fatigue yeah. and recognizing people are comparing themselves to them. And how does that make them feel when they're telling us, don't compare, be you. I'm like, yeah, I would like to be you, like you specifically. <laughs> uh-huh, exactly. And I think that goes to show um, the intelligence that Dax has it is yes. really not showcased often in his work. Yeah, and you go to find out he's got like a degree in I think anthropology. I mean, he basically studied people uh-huh. and now being a comedian, you're still studying people and, you know, portraying other people and doing that kind of stuff. And it was just like, Oh, I heard that question too. And I kind of like stopped like, Whoa, Whoa. you know that what I mean? Deep. It was so deep. And I think he's right. I mean, we had nothing to compare ourselves to. Back when we were growing up in high school, other than, you know, in magazines and, you know, we weren't yeah, we were pretty obvious to think like, oh, okay, that's a model. like. But yeah, we were still pre-social media, so yeah. I was comparing myself to everybody at school, yeah. um, which I, you know, was a big enough community to, to feel like whatever I was good at, there was somebody better than me and there were people out there that I'm not even going to touch what you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, but now, it, now it's different. You do uh-huh. look at social media and... Um, yeah. There's a lot to compare yourself to out there. Yeah, I even think to myself, like, when people do have, like, a makeup-free selfie, I'm like, oh, even with makeup, I don't look that good. Like, mm-hmm. it's the, it never ends. Never ends. No, but, um, okay, so I loved this one. You didn't listen to any of the other ones, right? I did not, no. Um, but if you want to tell me about that Ashton Kutcher one, like, yeah, real quick, I'd love to hear. For sure. So I will say what I loved the most about this. So it was two hours. But at hour one, hour and 45 minutes, we stop. And then Dax goes on to meet with his producer, and she kind of, like, tells him what he did wrong in the episode. I got to be honest with you. I didn't get that far. Oh, so tell me about that So last, this is really great. Thing. So his producer comes on, and he's like, okay, what did I do wrong? As I actually, okay, I'll t- let me just tell you real quick. Yeah. So I took a shower, and I was listening to it, and I went, in my other, I went into the other room to change, and, like, I didn't bring my Bluetooth speaker with me. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I was going to miss a couple of minutes. Uh-huh. Um, and I changed, and I came back into the bathroom, and a different woman was talking to yeah. Dax, and I didn't understand, so I just turned it off. <laughs> So his producer, so a good friend minutes. of theirs, um, the producer, and so she basically fact checks him. So like they've gone back and they've listened. She's listened to the episode. Mm. Now they're back, you know, in his like interview. attic. Which, by the way, oh my god, the toilet, the in toilet the attic. conversation you in the attic was the greatest story ever. I so want hilarious. a blue. 
print of what that attic looks like. I have to. So know. I can understand. I, had, I know, right? Like, I need to see the real. And I will say, Armchair Expert has an Instagram page, and there's like a photo of Kristen on the couch and him on his like desk and them chit chatting. And I'm like, where is the damn toilet? Because <laughs> there's a whole conversation too close about to her that. face for comfort. <laughs> Go listen, you guys. So good. But so um, the producer comes on and she's like, okay, you said that you thought that the toilet was like, <laughs> 10 feet away from Kristen's face. She said it was 6 feet. Well, now we have to measure it. And it turns out it's like 15 feet away. Oh, he's right. Oh, she's <laughs> right. That. Exactly. So then she was like, you said, you know, and from an anthropologic perspective, humans started 75,000 years ago. And he's like, no, he didn't. I said 150,000. And she was like, no, you said 75. And he's she like, did. he did. <laughs> he was like, uh, I went to school for this. I would know. She said, cool, we can play the tape back. Actually, according to, <laughs> you know, these, you know, all these websites and stuff, it's this many years ago. And so it's just really funny to kind of hear him, like, break down yeah. everything and hear, like, what they said wrong and what she said wrong and, like, go back and kind of course correct it. Like, it's hard so when you're talking funny. on a mic it's off the cuff. So I know I say shit wrong on this show oh, all, the all the time. I listen to it back. I'm like, God damn it, Amy. <laughs> well, so, yeah. So then I flipped over to the Ashton Kutcher one, and that was really yeah, great because he yeah. kind of starts it and says, like, you know, I'm about to talk to Ashton, and I regret that I wasn't more thankful in talking to him. Mm. So it breaks into the episode and – I even kind of forgot for a hot second, like, Dax was on the very first season of Punk. I never forget that. That's always, I know. like, I, I know the punk guy. It's always in my head. I know it, but then it drops out, like... Yeah. always in my head. I forgot he was season one. Yeah. So, and that's where they that's kind of, BJ like... know that. Exactly. And so, he was saying he was a struggling actor-comedian for mm-hmm. nine years, and then Kutcher hired him, and boom. Yeah, and now he's gone. somebody, and he was like, I cannot thank you enough, like... It changed everything for me, and they you just hear them talking about punk and that how back in the day, like it was just so off the cuff. And like the Justin Timberlake one, he said, that was really that was amazing. It was the very first one on his possessions, oh and Justin Timberlake crying, his mom crying. <laughs> it's an amazing episode, it's an amazing episode. What YouTube they said, after this. Yes, what they said, you don't realize is that. Justin Timberlake meant so much to MTV back in that day <laughs> that what you don't realize is in the garage is basically every executive from MTV on the off chance he lost his shit <laughs> to like run out and be like, we're so sorry, please don't stop please, playing our videos. videos. Yes. And so they were just saying like, you know, no matter what I do in life, whether it's like, you know, live television or, you know, in front of an audience or I do stand up, nothing will ever feel as exhilarating as the mark is here. From- <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, you would always see them, like, Ashton's, like, in the background, like, watching on, like, you know, computer screens and TV screens, and there's video cameras hidden everywhere, and Dax, like, would run up and, like, do something, and Ashton Kutcher was like, listen, like, I feel really bad, like, way they edit it, and you go back, it's me feeding you lines, he's like, I would feed you two lines, everything Uh, was on you and BJ, and the improv guys, like, he's like, but we'd have to switch you guys out, because... If somebody saw Dax Shepard coming, they'd be like, oh my god, it's punked. And they'd punked be like, here, where's wow. Ashton? Exactly. Where's the trucker hat? Exactly. And so it was just really cool to hear them talking about those days. And it was just like, wow, the nostalgia. And I can't wait to listen to this. It was so totally good. And then they kind of go into Ashton's background, how like um he just said that like he um it's starting to fall out of my brain. Really you can quickly. do it. You can <laughs> do it. Sorry, sorry, they start talking about tech. I was trying to figure out how they got into the tech world. Um, but oh, he's really he big. Apps. He, he yeah. makes apps. He was one of the first people like, to hit a million followers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Really part of that whole thing. They have a whole conversation about that. And he's talking about this like swaddling bed that I think we've all seen on Facebook. Where you the baby sh- bed? The baby bed that you strap your kid into it and then it like oscillates and uh-huh. shakes them and moves them around and makes noise. And he was like, we bought it for like our kid. And honestly, third night that he came out of the womb, he's sleeping like six or seven hours. Hell and yeah. it was funny because uh, Dax was like, 
you have interest in this? And he's like, no, 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 honestly, man, this is all free. I didn't, I don't have any interest in this. Like no dollars Like I purchased it. That's it. So it's funny to hear them talk about like how he got into the tech world and what made him want to do that. And he was like, I have a degree in biochemical engineering. I understand engineering. It's just different zeros and ones. So it isn't weird that I'm doing that, but I understand like I'm the kid from Punked in that 70s show. Why am I into apps? Yep. And they have this whole conversation about like the AI future. And Ashton was like, oh, you know, really? I walk downstairs and I can say like, good morning. And like, you know, my a, like my Google home or my Alexa is telling me my day and I can turn on the lights. And he's like, the other day I was like, oh, Mila, like I should do it. So when I come downstairs and say good morning, the coffee machine starts. He's like, wait a minute. But then I thought to myself, like, what use do I have in the world anymore? I don't have to do anything <laughs> myself, right, which right. I loved and really thought like, yeah, we do have things doing so much for us. What's going to be our use? So then I go deep dive into a whole conversation about like in the future, you will, there will be two jobs. One will be telling a robot what to do or a robot is telling you what to do. Uh, and they're like, it's, it's closer than you think. I think we still have a little bit. Like, I don't think we'll time. be here for it. Our kids or our kids might day. be. Yeah. So they have this whole conversation about like what the future is going to be like and, you know, back to television. And just the whole thing was really amazing. And also they have a talk about their children. Mm. And Dax is like, you know, we were both down when the girls were filming Bad Moms. Because both Mila and Kristen right. are on that movie. And, of course, the guys are already friends. Like, they've been a couple friends for a while. And he was, like, just watching you with your kids just was like, oh, man. Like, mm-hmm. we're in, like, the new chapter now. And they have a whole funny story about how the guys do, like, Propecia and, like, injections into their heads so they can have more hair. Oh I God. mean, the things you hear about these two dudes kind of going into. Oh it's like where women are like, oh, should I do Botox? Or right. don't talk about your plastic surgery. These two guys are talking about, like, getting injections in their heads so they can have thick heads of hair. And I was like... Oh. Oh. All right. Okay. Cool. But yeah, and that was good. And of course, at the end, the producer comes in and tells him what he did wrong. Like, that's, awesome. that's how it ends every week. All right. I'm getting, I'm looking forward to listening to that episode Same. and to see who else he has on in the future. Sounds like he's going to be like a Mark Marin. I um, think so. I think that's he's, the direction. He is a high enough celebrity to get good gets, yes. like Mark Marin is. Mm-hmm. So, all right. I'm looking forward to this Same. one. And I will say, you know, guys, you have to take a listen to it. Yeah. If you're running errands, whatever you're doing, really dedicate yourself. To get the two hours in, you know, I was listening to Ashton's today while I was doing some cooking and, like, meal prep work, and it was just really great background, but still important conversations to hear, and like I said, everyone that I've recommended it to has freaked out and just been like, the Kristen Bell one just kicks it off, and it's awesome. It is podcast goals AF, honestly. You were absolutely right. Well, that was a really fun conversation. I'm so excited we talked about it. It's been killing me for the last couple of days to not talk to you about this one. So thank you for humoring me. You're welcome. Hey, no, thanks for the awesome recommendations. I hope everybody else loves these recommendations as much as we love providing them to you guys. That's right. And again, let's share the love. You guys come see us over on Patreon and sign up to be a sponsor. Yes. Um, And you'll feel the love from us. Yeah, we can't wait to shout your names out every week. Sure. Um, okay, so is that it for 18? I think 18 is in the bag. I vote yes. I vote now yes episode too. 18. <laughs> now um, that we can vote. Now we can vote. All right, so I guess then, until next time, everybody. Don't forget, be, be kind, kind and, and rewind. rewind. Bye. Bye.